often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Roz Kincaid, and welcome again to Soul Healing Conversations. I'm so excited to have you all join me for my first episode. My heart is pounding out of your girl's chest. Yes, it is. We're here. We're finally here. And thank you once again. You guys be sure to check me out um, at rozkincaid.com and at Soul Healing with Roz on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I also want to give a shout out first and foremost to Voice America Talk Radio for giving me this opportunity to connect with everybody uh, around the world. Um, I also need to give a shout out to Emily at Shine Coaching and Consulting. Um, She is our sponsor for the show today. Um, So, Today is our first episode, and I wanted to give you all uh, a little bit of a glimpse into my life, um, introduce myself, uh, let you know who I am, and uh, kind of, you know, tell you how this is going to roll for the next however long it rolls. <laughs> and so um, this is about, this show is going to be about connecting and and inspiring you to healing, to transformation, to, to opening you up to um, higher perspectives. Um, there's going to be a variety of topics going, uh, talking about being talked about on this show, and I and I, it's my prayer that you all will be able to find uh, peace and healing and transformation, or whatever it is that you need. If you need a good laugh, you'll find one at some point at this show. <laughs> so um, enjoy, and, and again, I thank you all for being here. So um, a little bit about myself. Um, I am uh, <laughs> I am a healer. I am an intuitive. Uh, my journey to getting to that destination, which is really not a destination, is not like many others. Um, I have not been in this business for 20 years, but to spirit, that does not matter. Um, to spirit, what matters is that you're a willing vessel, you're an open vessel, and that you want your light to be shown uh, on the, in the darkness. So, And that's, that's what I've done. Um, so let's rewind the tape just a little bit, just to give you a little bit of a foundation. Um, listen, I grew up in the church. Uh, my parents took me to church every Sunday. I went to vacation Bible school. I loved it. It's where I made connections with long, long-term friends. Um, it's where I, I got my foundation for not only religion, um, but spirituality. And so if you hear me refer to, uh, God, God is my source. God is who I who is who is the point of reference for me for all spirituality. And to me, He's a Him, uh, a He. If you want to refer to Him as a She or, or whatever, do whatever works for you. But if you ref- hear me refer to God as Him, uh, just you know, take it how it resonates. Um, so yeah, I uh, grew up in the church, um, in uh, in the AME Church, which is kind of like Baptist, but not really. Um, so I do have, um, a, a bit of a heavy religious background, but as I grew into adulthood, um, I moved away from that and I kind of found my own way, still connected to, to my source. Um, but really just kind of found my own way. Um, but I am thankful to my parents and my grandparents and all of my family for 
um, giving me that foundation because it set me up really, really nicely for a strong connection to the spiritual world um, and gave me some experience um, that has that has helped me to help other people um, find their own way in, in their own way. So that being said, um, after high school, um, went on to college, attended NC State, go pack, <laughs> and um, found myself through a series of friendships and relationships that really um, tested me, um, really helped me to define my boundaries, um, really helped to define my belief system about who I was. But was what I wasn't expecting is to find myself in um, in in some dark places at times. Um, along the way, my parents did split up. Um, uh, my mom and my dad parted ways. Um, there was, without giving too much of my mother's story, there was infidelity um, in our household, and um, my mother did what she had to do for her and her girls. And so that mimicked a pattern that I often found myself in in relationships and where does that come into play is that i learned how to heal from that i learned how to go back to that example and and tie that to a lot of behaviors and patterns that i would display in and throughout um, relationships for me and i know some of y'all know what i'm talking about <laughs> i know i'm not alone in this um so like I said, throughout college and even after college, um, I found myself through a series of, of bad relationships, but I overcame them all, um, just like you can or, or, and you have. Um, and then from college, I, uh, <laughs> I moved to the Northern Virginia area um, to start my life over um, from a very bad breakup. Now, listen, um, I'm not going to sit here and, and front and act like it wasn't hard to leave an abusive relationship, it was, y'all even went back. <laughs> mm -hmm. I even went back to the relationship, knowing what I knew about the person, about the dynamic and about the relationship and even about myself. I guess I wasn't finished learning, right? <laughs> and so finally, um, the last straw was me finding out that he, he wasn't being faithful. And, and and then to not to put judgment on myself or to put judgment on him, but what was I expecting um, having a long relation, long distance relationship to somebody who already proved to me that they weren't going to be faithful. So lesson learned. That's all it is. You know, when you go through these hard times in life is not to you're not supposed to collect them uh, uh, as daggers to stab yourself with. They're lessons to be learned, to carry the lesson forward and to integrate it so that you can make better informed decisions down the road so once again um you know at that point i'm a single lady um i'm you know getting my roots um finding you know finding out what it is i like what i don't like um and i land on my feet um and i start to take care of myself and get my own apartment just start to rebuild my life pretty much and um and I hit a lot of different challenges. Um, I struggled with, you know, I'm not going to call it drug abuse, but drug recreational drug use. And I used that as a crutch um, to really get myself over the hump. And then one September, I get a phone call um, as I'm leaving work. And it's from my sister. <laughs> um, 
and she tells me that my dad passes. Now, mind you, my my dad was a struggling addict. Um, he was a a prison guard. So, you know, imagine some of the tension that he brought home. Um, you know, at times we would have fun. Sometimes uh, it, would, it would be scary. And sometimes I would just exit the room when he came home. But he was still my dad. <laughs> he was still my daddy. And I had a soft spot for him. But that is where... That relationship is what taught me to have boundaries um, with people who struggled with abuse that I could not let them, I had to hold them accountable. And I was going to hold him accountable um, as when he walked this earth through his addiction because I loved him, right? And I just didn't want him to continue um, lying to himself or, or living a lie through his abuse. I wanted him to get it. So... I get a phone call from my sister one day after work and she tells me that my dad passes and I didn't expect myself to react the way that I did to his passing. Um, but I did, I just fell to my knees. Um, but the good thing about that was that I knew that I had found reconciliation with my dad. And I also felt like he found reconciliation too, because you know, there were other children involved and it seemed to be that I was the only one willing to give him a second chance because he needed it. You know, he needed it. And everybody, to me, everybody deserves a second chance. Right. Like when people, but, but I also believe that when people show you who they are, you, you sit up and pay attention, you pay attention to that. Right. And so that gives you, and that gives you the data, I guess you would say. That gives you the information to make an informed decision about how and if you want to move forward in relationship. With, and so I chose to with my dad. So after that, um, you know, I did the very thing that he taught me to do. I turned to, um, I used alcohol and, and, and drugs, but not heavily. I don't want y'all out here thinking I'm an addict or anything like that. It's not like that. But I did. I used alcohol and, and drugs as a crush to get me through my grief, which is not, to me really wasn't a healthy thing to do. So pulled myself together over some years, got back into the church because I had fallen out um, over the years through the bad breakups and through the death of my dad. Reconnected with the church, got real heavily into the church. Um joined, became a member, you know, started to participate in a lot of ministries. And I'm, I'm saying at this point, vowed that I would just, you know, I'm, I'm stay single for God until I find, until he sends me the right one. Y'all know how it is. <laughs> and so, um, around about 2008 enters my husband, who I didn't, who I didn't think was my husband. And it's funny that <laughs> because my aunt kept trying to force him on me, I'm like, I don't want him. Number one, it's still too loud. (laughs) But God had to highlight him (laughs) in a loud, colorful suit (laughs) in order for me to be able to recognize him and to pay attention to him. Because I knew that that relationship, later I I figured out that that relationship was to be destined. Because, yeah, you got to be a real strong man to handle this fire. (laughs) So, with that being said... um. I met my husband at church um, and we were heavy churchgoers and it, and it was funny. I had been out of the game, quote unquote, to notice that he was actually flirting with me. y'all. And so we married, we, in so, in so many terms, eloped, 
And um, we didn't really tell anybody. We didn't tell anybody that we was married because, and I, and I think I can speak for him because we, we both were feeling the judgment um, that sometimes comes with religion. I'm not going to blame the church altogether. I'm just going to say that there's some, um, some judgments that, that come from religion. And this isn't to bash the, bash the church or bash anybody in the church or bash religion. Because again, my foundation comes from, from that religion. But but there's some judgment that comes, you know, you don't want to be shacking or, you know, you ought not get married until, you, you know, don't get married, don't live together until you're married, all of that. So we so we had that judgment on top of us and around us. And so we just kept secret about our marriage because, one, he's private. And then, two, I didn't want to deal with the judgment. I could already hear the judgment in my mind. Um, my ego was already attacking me about the choice that I had made. So, Yeah. We kept it a secret for a couple months, but come to find out, you know, everyone was happy for us. And we saved a lot of money because we didn't have a wedding and we could put that into a house. So <laughs> even if everybody's thinking about getting married and saving some money, you know, do what you need to do. <laughs> do what works for you. And that's that's the other thing. In relationships, you have to do what is best for you. Nobody can tell you what's nobody can take care of you better than you. So Think about that when you are in relationships about to, you know, take your relationship to the next level. It's all it's always you. It always comes back to you and what you need and what you believe about you or the other person. And if you don't feel good about what is happening or how things are progressing in a relationship, then you get to decide to to cut it off or to step away or to change it. Right. So, um, yeah. Trey and I, um, you know, we we struggled in the beginning. Um, I didn't know my husband very much at all. We married quickly. And so I found myself, we found ourselves um, in in a situation where we were learning each other, learn, getting to know each other as a married couple. And that's the other thing is I really didn't, that was the other lesson. I really didn't give myself time to know him, know him well enough to um you know, commit to him, but I knew that I, but, but I, it was my need to want to be stable and committed that drew me to him. Right. And so, and he will, t and if you ask him, anybody see him on the show, would you ever meet him? He, he was listening to his own intuition about the, about, about the marriage, about the relationship, him not wanting to be um, married again, cause he was previously married. Um, really, really was weighing on him, but there was a voice in, in, in him that says, no, this is going to be something great. And so <laughs> it was, it still is, you know, it's a work in progress. It always is. So we struggled with, with marriage and getting to know each other, um, not just cohabitating, but compromising, um, compromising and setting boundaries and um, issues with codependence and, you know, masking trauma um, from the past that you bring to the table and that shit not popping up until you years on down the road. And you're looking at the other person like, what's wrong with you? Like, I didn't know this about you until now. Like, why didn't you tell me this? And so having to work through all of that really, um, really opened up my eyes to um, the value in letting, letting spirit's timing be what it is, if you know what I mean. 
Um, and just listening to your inner guidance system. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and just not being in such a hurry to get to a destination that you miss out on the journey. And, and how can I say? And pass and, and passing through all of the, the valuable lessons that you'll end up having to turn around and, and figure them out at some point. And it's just better to slow down. We just came out of Mercury, Mercury retrograde, right? We're in that shadow period and Mercury retrograde lesson to us is to slow it down slow down you gotta slow down you're not gonna miss anything and that was my fear with jumping into um a marriage that turned out to be wonderful does it have its ups and downs uh yeah that's any relationship but you have to slow down and not and get into this rush um for fear that you're gonna miss something you're not gonna miss anything because what is for you is waiting for you and, and what you want, won't, won't you? That's always the case. It's a matter of preparation. It's a matter of timing. Having to get it all set up and ready. I hope this is all making sense. <laughs> but but that was the lesson in, in me um, moving forward and becoming a missus and, and no longer a miss. <laughs> and so... Um, through it all, um, once we decided to expand our family, we ran into a few hurdles. And at that point, that is where the game changed for me. <laughs> that is where the game changed for me and all types of um, issues started to pop up about my, 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 my value system, um, my self-worth, my struggles with depression started to creep up once we decided to expand our family. And um, once again, we had to just put it all in spirit's hands. And, and, it, and it grew my faith. That struggle with fertility that I'm gonna talk about, we got a break coming up, I'm gonna talk about that on the other side of the break here in just a few minutes. That struggle with fertility opened up my faith and it was a proving ground for whether I was going to believe the vision that I had in my mind or if I was going to pay attention to the details to get to that vision was I going to pay attention to the micro or the macro and I'm going to talk more about that as soon as we come back from this break Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You are listening to Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and uh, I am sharing my story today. Today is my first episode, and I want to give everyone an opportunity to get to know me. Um, And so before the break, I was talking about, um, I was sharing with you all um, my story about um, the struggles that my husband and I were dealing with, with our fertility, which really (laughs) was the segue or, or the the Pandora's box that opened up um, my spiritual transformation, my, my healing actually. So my husband and I, um, we decided maybe our daughter's three now, five years ago that we wanted to um, go down the path of um, having a baby. Simple enough, right? I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're young enough to have babies. We thought we were healthy enough to have babies. I mean, you know, and so we try on our own, not happening. I start to feel like a complete (laughs) failure as a woman, because my body is not doing what it needs, what I needed to do. It's not producing what I needed to produce. My hormones aren't doing what I needed to do or, or it's doing what I needed to do, but it's not doing it at a high enough level, um, to get what I want. Right. But all the while, even though, man, I, 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 I go back and forth between the state of depression and loss and grief every time, every month, every, every month I get, you know, 
I get in this place where it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And right before the next cycle, okay, here we go. I ramp up. I rally back. And it was a roller coaster. God knows it was a roller coaster of highs and lows, highs and lows. And eventually um, we sought out some extra help. And for those of you who are trying to have a baby, your first, well, I don't care if it's your first baby or your fifth baby, there is nothing wrong with going to get some help. There's nothing wrong with asking a professional for some help, whether it's a, a fertility specialist or your, uh, um, well, your reproductive endocrinologist or, or your, your gynecologist or your, uh, your healing practitioner. If you need help, don't say something, raise your hand. Just like they say, you see a suspicious package, you see something, say something. If, if you need help, raise your hand. There's no shame in getting any, getting help, especially for us women who want to have a family, who want to have a legacy on this earth, who, who know in their heart of hearts that there is energy, there is spirit, there's a, a, a new spirit or, or a, um, a baby that wants to come and have this human experience with you. There's nothing wrong with that. And so my husband and I, we started down the path of uh, IUI insemination. We did the typical three rounds. Didn't work. And here I go back again through this roller coaster of, uh, of emotions, of depression, anxiety. And, you know, it's not going to happen. I'm calling my friend. Like, oh, what you do? Listen, it's going to happen. Every time I would go through a cycle, Spirit, God would send me some sign of hope, whether it was seeing three pregnant women pass me in the hallway. I would take that as a sign that, okay, okay, the dream is still real. Hope is keep hope alive. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And see, that's the thing, you guys. You cannot allow what is going on externally in your life to throw you off track from the goal. If you allow yourself to get distracted from what's going on externally, you want to take your eye off the ball and you'll never get there. You have to stay focused on what it is that the spirit has shown you is going to be, is going to come. You cannot look at the outside and judge what is going to happen. Because life is dynamic. Life is always changing. Life is always evolving. The, ch the pieces on the chessboard are always moving, y'all. Always. And so you can't judge by everything swirling and moving around. You got to stay focused on the vision. You got to stay focused on the goal. And so it wasn't easy for me to do that. And I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you that this shit is going to be cupcake and rainbows and icing and all that stuff. It's going to be hard. But you can handle it. And, it. and it's not made to be easy because you you got to go through that to, to be made. No, no diamond is made just from grabbing it right out of the ground like a carrot. I mean, come on. It has to undergo pressure. It has to be broken. It has to go through a transformation. All of that. And that's what this experience was for me. So we stepped, we stepped back. My body needed a break. I needed a break from the monitoring, from the shots, from all of it. And we took about a, I'd say about a year off and just relaxed and enjoyed life. And I focused on my health and um, us being in a good 
place in our relationship, working on things that we didn't take the opportunity to work on um, when we first got married. And we took a step back and we got it, got it straight as much as we possibly could. So um, we started back up again in what, 2016? Yeah, 2016. And um, we started, we went, we went more aggressively um, with uh, in vitro IVF. Shout out to Shady Grove. We went through uh, Shady Grove um, and I was willing to do whatever it took to have this baby that I saw, to have this baby whose name I already um, knew. I had her name picked out a year before, right? So I knew she was coming. And before I knew I had some type of a, a intuitive or psychic gift or mediumship gift, quite honestly, y'all, I was, I could hear her, but I was denying myself and, you know, brushing it off as, you know, it's me. It's my voice. It's me making it up. Mm-mm. Nope. So we did our, we did one round of IVF. Um, and the crazy thing about it is the day that we transferred the embryo, um, my aunt had passed a couple of days. And <laughs> what you guys don't know is that my aunt was like heavy into psychics and mediums. I mean, she, I never knew her to be a practicing one, but she loved John Edward and she followed him. And so that interest sparked I guess it sparked something in me and when she passed away um the day that she passed away I looked at my window I saw a red cardinal now by this time I am curious myself about you know psychic mediumship because you know because it's taboo in 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 where I come from you don't talk about that stuff even though you know you got the pastor sitting up here you know getting messages and information to give to the flock but you know i can't do it mm, another conversation for another day but we pursued ivf and all the while i'm having psychic experiences not knowing that i'm having psychic experiences or, or experiences with with spirit until um i end up going to a uh, a group reading with some friends and like I've always been fascinated in like how do they do that? How how do they how can they just connect like that and just know stuff about you and 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 know stuff about people who are on the other side? And it was just fascinating to me. And I posted on Instagram the other day that, you know, curiosity didn't kill the cat, but it damn sure made me go down a rabbit hole that I didn't know that I would find myself in. So let me bring this back to the fertility situation because the fertility issues were only the trigger if you if you want to you want to call it that they're only the trigger to me um finding out my spiritual gifts um went to a reading um and was so fascinated I, I began to I actually hosted a party at my home and a cousin of mine who was um pregnant at the time uh, she and I are both the same age. And, you know, having looked at her journey, I wanted her, I wanted her experience to be my experience. 
us, you know? And so God will orchestrate um, experiences, our, our pregnancy journeys in such a way that he would allow me to watch her through her um, pregnancy journey. And it was meant to increase my faith, but I, my ego took control and I have to be honest and say there was some jealousy there because I again I wanted her experience to be be my experience. I wanted a baby too, and, and, and you know and you, you know your ego said well she's living your life, but that's not the truth. She is to be an example for what is about to come. She is to be an example of the faith that you need to have in order to have what you want. So she comes to the party, and I talk to her about you know what's going on, and. Um, she says, "Why don't you, um, why don't you try Reiki?" I'm like, you know, I've, I've, I've seen and heard about Reiki, but not, I don't know what it is, and I, you know, I'm not really interested in needles <laughs> at this point because I'm, I'm, I'm good on needles. I've had enough of needles, and she was like, "I don't think it has anything to do with needles." She said, "But my friend, um, was, you know, pursuing acupuncture and and Reiki, and you know, and I think you should really check it out." But the coincidental things, and there are really no coincidences. When I would go get massages, my masseuse kept a a rate a, a book, and it would just say Reiki on it. And every time I would lay down or get up from the table, my eye would be drawn to that book. So see, spirit was already calling me to healing work, whether I was receiving it or to be giving it at some point, they were already calling me to it. It was already there. The call was already put out. And they used this fertility um, issue to get me there. So I, uh, before we had our, our last, and I know I'm kind of all over the place with the story, but before we had our um, started down the road of IVF, I went to go see a, uh, a Reiki practitioner um, who was local to the, um, the Manassas, Virginia area. Um, and who, by the way, is going to be a guest on the show um, very soon. Um, she would talk to me about energy. She would talk to me about Reiki. She would introduce me to concepts uh, about the angelic realm. She dished out cards and she was just so fascinating to me. And come to find out, she and I were are in some ways um, connected from our hometowns. Our people know our people. So um, I would go to her. I think I went to her maybe nine times. And the first time that she put her hands on me, she immediately picked up that I was very uh, protective of my sacral area, the area where we create, the area where, um, you know, where if, if, if you have experienced any uh, abuse, any sexual abuse, any sexual trauma, that is where that energy is going to live. And such was the case for me. As when I was a child and she picked up on all of that and little by little over time, I would let go. I would allow her into my energy, couple that with Western, you know, modern medicine and technology. And that first IVF treatment, y'all, it took. It took. One IVF treatment. And a lot of Reiki, a lot of energy healing. See, not only did my body needed to be healed, but my energy needed to be healed. Because whether you know it or not, your body is the, the last thing that's getting the message and your body becomes a one big symptom of what's going on in your energy, in your aura, in your chakras, in your subtle bodies, right? 
And so once I got my energy cleaned up and straight, it was going, it was able, it was in a position to be able to receive, to carry and nurture new energy, to bring forth new energy. And so we took a trip to Jamaica. I couldn't do nothing because I couldn't drink. I couldn't do anything because pretend you're pregnant. Act as, you need to conduct your life as if you're pregnant once you take, you know, do the IVF and you do the transfer. So went to Jamaica, had fun, but, you know, being precautious. We get back from Jamaica. <laughs> I don't know if my mom knows this, but the day of her birthday, June 9th, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> the dream came true. The dream came true. My energy was, I was healed. To me, I was healed. And I was going to be a mama. I was excited. I was elated. But, you know, can't really say anything because you want to make sure that, you know, everything is safe and, you know, baby is okay. You want to get, you know, past a certain point. But, but she suggested to me, you know, and I continue to go get Reiki treatments even after I found it out, out that I was pregnant um, because, you know, I wanted to maintain you know, you'll find out that Reiki is a cumulative modality. You know, you just don't hit it and quit it. You you, you need to add on and it, it, let it build. You know, there's a lot of layers on top of you that need attention. And one time is great, but it's not going to sustain you. It's not meant to sustain you, right? And so she would suggest to me every time I go see her, you know, you should really think about learning how to how to do Reiki it'd be good for you it'd be good for the baby you'll be able to you know if she's ever colicky or has any digestive issues as some babies do or you know she can't sleep or whatever the case may be you will be empowered to heal your own baby she had me sold she had me sold on heal your own because me being the independent woman that I am I want to do things on my own <laughs> teach me how to fish don't go get it for me because that empowers me. That makes me feel like, like, like I'm doing, I'm doing something for myself. Okay. And so we're almost here at a break again. When we come back from this break, I will uh, get into how Reiki led into psychic mediumship and on and on and on. And we'll, we'll try to take a few questions if we have any to um, in the next segment. Back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Roz Kincaid on Soul Healing at Soul Healing, Soul Healing Conversations on Voice America Variety Channel. Um, just before the break, uh, I was sharing my story. I had gotten into how I found Reiki and how that kind of led into um, me uh, finding my my spiritual gifts. And um, if you're just now joining what I was talking about um, before the, we, we broke is that my Reiki practitioner was suggesting to me to learn Reiki, um, use it for myself, use it to heal my baby. Um, I was going to be having a C-section. And, well, I didn't think I was, but they were like, no, you having a C-section. I'm like, no. <laughs> and so um, I was talking to it about um, talking to Reiki about talking about Reiki to a friend of mine. And she said, well, you know, um, the lady who um, who did the group reading for us, you know, she she teaches Reiki and she's having a Reiki certification course coming up pretty soon. You should check it out. Y'all see how they just set me up. <laughs> you see how spirit just set me up to do this. <laughs> I can't be mad. I love it. So I end up connecting with uh, Celeste Woods, who is local to the uh, Manassas area as well. I take her uh, Reiki one, two, and three <laughs> uh, certification courses, but it was during the Reiki level one and two. It was over a weekend, and by this time, I'm mm, I'm maybe six, maybe five, six months pregnant. I was showing pretty well, 
So I'm learning Reiki um, and we're practicing on everyone during, you know, during the practice time. And <laughs> and she turns around. Celeste turns around to me. And it's like she whipped her body, whole body around and says, did you name the baby Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Uh, 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 Aaliyah? I said, uh, yes. Elijah. She said, oh, my God. She said, I can hear her talking to me. And she just goes on and on and on about Elijah. And I am completely floored, y'all. Because what Celeste didn't know is that I've been hearing a baby talking to me. I've been the whole pregnancy. Even before that, I've been hearing this little girl talking to me. And so she's, you know, goes into this whole thing about she's going to be great. She's going to be awesome. She's beautiful. She looks just like you. She's going to be sassy, which she is. And then some. <laughs> and so we have a break, right? I have a break. I go to the bathroom and I begin to tell, tell my child, stop telling people your name. <laughs> stop telling people your name. And she t- says to me, y- y'all, I kid you not. I hear this baby talking to me in a little girl's voice and says, why not, mommy? People need to know who I am. Now, I don't know what God has in store for this little girl, mm, but it is big for her to talk to me from my womb and tell me that people need to know her name. I took that seriously. I took that seriously and I wasn't going to let anybody or any, any, any person or any skeptic tell me that I did not hear my own child talk to me. Say what you want but I know what I heard. Okay. So I get back from break and Celeste starts to kind of not drill me, but kind of test me, test my gifts. And she says, do you see spirit? Do you, do you feel chills? Do you know, do you, do you, do you hear things? Do you hear voices that aren't your voices? Do you um, see, you know, things out of the corner of your eye? All of that. I, I confirmed. Absolutely. I do been seeing it for a while and just didn't know that you know that I was supposed to be seeing it or you know you know I just kind of brushed it off she said oh I need to get my hands on you and I let her <laughs> I let her get her hands on me and y'all from there I was on fire I wanted to take up every class and I wanted to learn everything that this woman knew not this woman but I wanted to learn everything that Celeste could teach me because once again curiosity <laughs> the fascination of it all. And then it became, oh my God, I I have something here. This is great. I can help somebody. I can help people who are grieving. I can heal people who are hurting. I can, I can communicate with those who have passed away and bring a message through to, to help somebody through their process to, you know, heal their heartbreak, to, you know, reconcile to make me whatever the case may be I just knew that I wanted to heal I wanted to help people heal whether that was from me putting my hands on them me telepathically um you know speaking to their spirit to their soul or connecting with their guides angels and loved ones and bringing in a message that will that would serve as as a as a bomb for them to heal I knew that I wanted to do it. 
this, this wasn't like me doing Amway. This wasn't me doing Mary Kay and, and no, nothing against that. But sales aren't my thing. I'm not trying to sell you a dream. I'm trying to get you right. That's that is my purpose. That is what why God has given me this gift. So that you can be inspired to, to be better, to do better. Hashtag do better. And so I spent while <laughs> I spent the better part of a couple of years, three years maybe, being figuring out how to be a wife. Not yeah, still a wife. Figuring out how to be a mom. Figuring out, you know, what am I going to do with this gift? Shit, I got to tell people. <laughs> like, I can't do this work and nobody know. Like, how is anybody, you know, I got to tell somebody. And then the ego kicks up again. The voices in my head saying, you know, they're going to think you're crazy. You know, they're going to think you're a witch. Which is nothing, you know, listen, I'm cool with witches. Do you, whatever works for you, I'm cool with it. You know. So the, so the self-judgment begins to come back again, right? It all comes back. And for months, Celeste is like, you got to come out of the closet, man. You got to come out of the closet. You are too powerful to keep what you have under a shade. And my good, good girlfriend, Nancy, said the same thing. You got to come out of the closet. You got to tell people. Stop putting a shade on your light. Stop putting a stop. Stop shading your light. People need to see your light. And that message would continue even up until maybe a couple of months ago. People need you. People need your light. And I still struggle with, eh, you know, my gift. This is me, you know, sharing it with people and, you know, all of that. And, you know, drawing attention to myself. But when I'm in it, I'm in it. And spirit continues to send me people that need my flavor of help. Because there are a million of us out here doing pretty much the same work, but in a different flavor. And so it was a Sunday. Because typically for Sunday, Sundays, people, our family usually gets together for dinner. Um, we have a big family. And I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to tell him. I think I'm going to tell him. I don't know how they're going <laughs> to gonna respond, but I think I'm going to tell them. And my ears are ringing right now. <laughs> and so I sat my family down, my mama, my aunt, my uncle, my husband, all of them. This was after I had toots, after I had Elijah. I sat them down and I said, y'all, uh, I, I haven't just been going to meditation circles all this time. <laughs> kind of been developing um a gift that I didn't know I had until I was pregnant and I just dropped a bomb on them what I thought was a bomb I said I'm a psychic I'm a medium I can communicate with people from the other side I said I have um healing power in my hands I can heal people God has enabled me to heal people and I'm tired of hiding it and you all are the safest people me to tell first and I want to tell you I say that and they all lean in and like well, what can you tell me about me <laughs> and I was like well shit this ain't as bad as I thought it was it was a warm reception I psyched myself up into believing that because what I had what some forms of religion or um 
yeah, had taught me, I, I, I projected that onto the ones that were closest to me. And boy, did they prove me wrong. They, they, my family has been the most supportive of what I do. I love them all. And I appreciate them supporting me through all of this. And so that is how I became who I am. Um, and so I hope that that encourages all of you to just step out there, man. Step out there and, you know, just don't dip your toe in the water. If you feel the pull to do something great, if you feel like you have some type of gift and you don't know how to develop it, develop it. Get out there. Once again, ask for the help. I'm here. There are all types of great resources to help you develop and help you to get to the dream, whatever that looks like for you. And so we only have a few minutes um, um, left in the show. Uh, I don't know if we have any calls waiting on the line, but I did get a uh, an email phone uh, email question from Mary L. And I wanted to get to it because I promised her out. Say it on, on the air today, and she is saying that she um, she found that most of her time and energy was spent supporting her husband's career and raising her children. But she no longer they're no they no longer need her, and she's interested in um, how she finds her happy again. She gave up too much of her power and, and not sure where her own interests lie. And my advice is to go back to your youth. <clears throat> go back to your childhood. Go back to what it was that made you jump on the inside. What is it that made you happy when you were a girl or when you were a, 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 a young boy? What was it that made you, that gave you that drive? Start there, start writing down your dreams, start writing down your aspirations. Don't judge them. I don't care how big they are because faith of a mustard seed can move mountains. And when you tell God your plan, trust me, he is Johnny on the spot. He will make it happen. Absolutely. So I hope that that, um, hope that, that answered Mary's question. Um, and I hope that you all were inspired by my story. I hope that you all enjoyed the show today. Um, I do, again, want to shout out um, our sponsor, Emily, and Shine uh, Coaching. And um, I just want to thank you all for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Um, come back next week when uh, we dive into the topic of energy. All things energy. Um, if you all want to work with me one-on-one, you can reach out to me um, at roskincaid.com or hello at roskincaid.com. You can also connect with me one-on-one at, um, at Soul Healing with Roz on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and it was a pleasure. I hope, again, that this kind of gave you a sense of who I am, kind of gave you my vibe. <laughs> I hope you guys are vibing with me um, because it's going to be a nice ride. Um, this is just day one. And um, I truly, truly appreciate your support. Um, I appreciate you tuning in for today. Come back next week. Let's have this conversation about energy. I want to give you guys some information to be able to um, move forward um, to the next level. And um, get rooted, y'all. Stay connected and experience the transformation. Until next week. Thank you. 
Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.